Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast, keeping you in touch with Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournaments. The Sikkim podcast is presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Now, let's go Inside the Bubble with your hosts, Brooke Bednarz and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim Podcast. I'm John Morris, along with Brooke Bednarz. And Brooke, let's go back inside the bubble. Let's go to Indianapolis, and let's welcome in the Big 12 Coach of the Year. He's going to be the National <laughs> Coach of the Year. Coach Scott Drew joins us from Indianapolis. Coach, welcome to you. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, uh, life in the bubble has been great for us. We've had a lot of great team bonding, and uh, really enjoyed each other's company, and most of all, we like that we're still here <laughs> and, and excited about the Sweet 16. That's we're, that's the alternative, isn't it? To get outside yeah, the bubble, yeah, that yeah, season's yeah. over. So, yeah, take it. Well, and, that, and that's something, actually, that's uh, quite different uh, this year compared to any other year because normally, you know, you come back and, and then your guys go to class and and then you got to worry about, like, everybody telling them how great they are and all that. And really, in the bubble, you more worry about everyone getting on each other's nerves and being ready to go home. So uh, we're really blessed to have a great group that gets along and respects one another. And because of that, uh, I think uh, uh, the teams that want to want to stay in the bubble and want to keep playing, they'll have an advantage. How has the bubble been? I know we, we were able to speak with Maceo and we were able to speak with Coach Kim Mulkey on their side of like what the life is like being stuck in the hotel room. But we saw you guys got out a couple of days ago and had some some fun on what looked like a baseball outfield. <laughs> well, we, we've tried to do some fun things with the guys. Uh, we had karaoke one night and they found out I couldn't sing. And uh, <laughs> what, 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 and, what uh, do you think? What was the go-to? No, no, no. We're going to keep all that in the team. <laughs> <laughs> happens in the bubble, stays in the bubble. So, yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. So, uh, but we did that one night. Uh, uh, tonight, we'll surprise them. We'll have game night. We'll have an Uno champ, a Connect Four champ. Um, I think we might even have a movie night if we can uh, get it done uh, and watch a movie. Uh, we have a uh, uh, a lot of uh, other team bondings where we uh, um, get a chance to uh, know them each uh, individually better and the team gets to know them better. We'll do some of that stuff more as the week continues. And then uh, the NCAA has done some great things like uh, uh, tomorrow we can have uh, we can go to Top Golf. Uh, we were able to get outside, play a little kickball, throw the football around. So, uh, again, it, it, it really it doesn't matter if you're in a multi-million dollar house, if you're in a shack, if you like the people you're with things are a lot more enjoyable and we really have a group that uh, enjoys being together. And it, it's been uh, uh, great having uh, uh, Mac a part of it because uh, normally uh, you don't have a chance to have the AD um, uh, travel with you and spend time like this. And uh, uh, he's, he's a great uh, storyteller. And I know the guys have really enjoyed getting to know him better and appreciate him that much more. Yeah. You need to apologize to Mac for me. Okay. Uh, the other day I saw him at the end of the game and he's down there hugging you and, 
walking off with the team. And I said on the air, what's Mac doing in tier one down there in the bubble? <laughs> and he immediately told me that Mac's been in, in the bubble with you guys since Kansas City. So that's pretty cool yeah. to have him there. It, it, it is. And uh, uh, he's such a servant. I mean, uh, if it's holding the door, helping out anyway. Um, I mean, Jesus came to serve and Mac's a great example of that. And uh, our whole staff tries to emulate that or players try to emulate that. Uh, so he's been really helpful and it's great having him. And uh, at, this, at the same time, uh, I know uh, uh, he's he's enthusiastic during the games. And uh, so it, it, it's it's good when the officials get to hear him. <laughs> Well, I know we've enjoyed watching you guys in the first two rounds, um, solid wins over Hartford and Wisconsin. Uh, just want to kind of dive into what your thoughts have been reflecting on those first two games and, and how you feel that the team's been playing. Well, I think uh, uh, that week after we lost uh, to Oklahoma State and our, and our defense continued to drop, it's the first time we were able to practice and really credit the guys because we had three great practices and I thought that really improved our defense and statistically we went from dropping 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 to improving and improving so that means we're making progress uh this week we have another chance to get better and normally during this time of year some teams are more concerned with not getting anyone injured and staying sharp we're still playing catch up uh from the standpoint uh when you took three weeks uh, uh with a pause and everyone else got better and we got worse and at the same time, now there's some positives about that. Our guys are still excited to practice. They're still excited to get better and be around each other. When you, uh, what's the practice schedule like? You get out, you get out once a day to practice, and where do you go for that? So the NCAA has really done a, a good job of allowing the guys to get gym time. So there's opportunities usually twice a day where one once we'll practice, once we'll lift, and then another time or two times they'll have, they'll have a an opportunity to go in a gym and get shots up. So that's really, that's really nice that, uh, cause back home, they always have that opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of guys that are still playing, there's a reason they're playing their gym rats. They love to be in the gym and they don't want to be in the room. They want to be shooting, working on their craft. And, and our guys are taking full advantage of that. So the NCAA has done a great job of that. There's three holes, three hotels, I, I believe connected to the convention center. And right now they moved everybody to uh, the Marriott, which is the hotel we started in. And there's 16 teams here. And uh, you just walk right through the convention center and you walk right to uh, the weight rooms or the gyms and everything's uh, socially distanced. And they do a great job uh, uh, keeping everybody uh, uh, separate and uh, to their own. Yeah, when we did our interview with Maceo, um, he was a little a little late. And at first we were kind of going to razz him about that until we found out it was because he went to a voluntary shoot around and we were like, oh, OK, take all the shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can't be yeah. upset about that. Yeah. And, and that's the only tough thing. The, the, the time has kind of changed. So, like, I don't even know when the volunteer times are going to be. And it's everything's day to day and it can vary. But uh, uh um, it makes it tougher sometimes to coordinate interviews and things like that. David's done a great job with working things around. And, uh, um, but I, I tell you, it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing to have the NCAA tournament, and our guys have definitely not taken it for granted. Absolutely. We're happy to have any access to you guys, being able to kind of get an inside glimpse of the bubble. Um, but, John, we wanted to talk with you about you punching a ticket to the Sweet 16, um, how sweet that is. Uh, for the fifth time in the last 11 tournaments. You have to be proud of this group and what all they've accomplished to get to this point so far this year. Well, and especially with last year, having a chance maybe to get to a Final Four, win it all, and 
Um, so that could have been what, uh, six times in 11 years. So it just shows you the consistency of the program. And, um, that that's because of the staff and that's because of the players. We have players that have bought in and we've had a staff that's worked really hard. First game, Lucas Oil Stadium, big, massive stadium, two courts in there. Second game, the friendly confines of Hinkle uh, Fieldhouse, which uh, you know very well as a Butler grad. Uh, what was it like to you now having been there and, and uh, had the Bears there with you? Well, well, the first thing I, I shared with our guys, we weren't able to get a shoot around in there beforehand. So, um, and, and in the Dome, we only got in there one time. Yeah. And it's great going to a shooter's gym when you don't have a chance to shoot around and when we have a team full of shooters. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I felt I felt really good about playing in Hinkle and, and uh, the consensus is uh, probably best shooting gym in the tournament and best atmosphere in the tournament. Now, there's only, I believe, a thousand fans, but it's as you know, it's a it's a historic venue. It's a real loud venue. Um, our guys loved it because we won and we played well. Uh, so it, it was a good thing that we're returning to it. Yeah. I was about to say, you get to go back. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, any nostalgia for you going back in there? No, I, you're, you, you don't want that to be your last game. The last thing you're worried about yeah. is nostalgia. You're like, we just got to win. <laughs> I'm hoping we're making shots. So uh, completely focused. And uh, uh, the only thing uh, you wish without COVID, like obviously I'd love to say hi to Coach Collier and he's the athletic director there and someone that uh, uh, started the program and everybody was – blessed to learn a lot from and um but uh again it's a shooter's gym and i know our guys will be excited to be back in a shooter's gym uh, come this saturday what about uh the, the tournament so far the big 12 you're 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 left carrying the banner for the big 12 now That's yeah tough. yeah well I, I i tell you i mean texas tech uh, definitely had their chances down the stretch uh oklahoma state and, and west virginia um, you, 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 they had great years. Could have could have been the sweet. So I mean, anything can happen. Uh, Texas, obviously, um, you thought that they had a chance at a Final Four, and especially after winning the Big Twelve tournament. But when you get into this, and I and the one I knew was going to be tough was Kansas because we've dealt with COVID. So uh, I, I I don't think people realize in Virginia and Kansas going in the tournament in those situations are really hard. Um, but uh, it's it's a it's a one game thing. And it's a 40-minute thing. And and because it's a 40-minute game, anything can happen. If this was the NBA, best four out of seven, you might have a lot of different winners each and every night. Um, and you can see that from one game to the next. Sometimes teams, uh, you can tell, spent all the energy and everything they had in that first game. And then that second game, uh, uh, they just don't have anything in the tank. And uh, that's where you really got to be on on point each and every, every opportunity you play it. We call it win every possession. You got to have the best offensive defense possession you can have. Let's talk about that offensive defensive uh, stat line from the Wisconsin game. Uh, Baylor did not commit a live ball turnover. There was only four turnovers, uh, three charges, and one carry. As a coach, you got to feel very <laughs> good about that. <laughs> yeah, if we could get that every game. Trust me, I'd still have hair on top of my head and everything. We put J-Mo in charge of turnovers. He did a great job. So thank you, J-Mo. But, but, but we, 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 we knew, uh, um, and the same thing with Villanova. Villanova is actually number one in the nation in turnover percentage, meaning they don't turn it over. So if you turn it over and they don't, they're getting more shots. And in one or two possession games, that means they're winning and you're not. So on offense, you really have to be efficient and get shots up. 
and that game against Wisconsin, 15 to four uh, assist to turnover ratio. I mean, you'd take that every night, wouldn't you? Every night and twice on Sunday. And, <laughs> and I thought we had a, we had a really good uh, first half. We had 11 assists in the first half and second half. Uh, uh, we we didn't uh, weren't as efficient as we were the first half, but uh, uh, again, um, when you shoot uh, 46% uh, uh, for the game and, and 47% from three, you're going to take that. 78 from the free throw line is really good for us. Matt led on offense with 17 points, six rebounds, three steals. Davion Mitchell, what are they calling him? Off night? Off, Off night. night. <laughs> uh, one of four finalists for the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Got to be proud of both of those and how they played to lead the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Brad Davison had 29 against North Carolina. Trice, I think, had 21, and both of them were 8-4-28. Um, so with 20 points total. So our guys really did a great job in focusing on them and, and making sure that uh, every one of their shots were tough and they earned them all. One of the focuses that Jared mentioned uh, going into the tournament was getting back to the basics on defense. And, and you kind of mentioned that at the beginning, but to see – you know, the defense being being beneficial and, and it paying off and um, scoring 16 points off of their 14 turnovers against Wisconsin, um, led by Davion. How do you feel about that, that the progress that you've seen? Well, well definitely, uh, uh, we knew if our defense didn't improve, we weren't going to uh, continue playing because um, since the pause, uh, we, we went from top three defenses to, to 44. And every game, you're dropping four or five spots and uh, and, and, and understandably so, I mean, you pick any sport, um, golf, if you golf once in 21 days, your game's going to be off. Um, if you, you in, in with us 21 days, basically no defense. And then you turn around and you, uh, defense played five on five. So individual stuff doesn't really help. And you need those rotations. You need, uh, uh, uh everybody to know their assignments. Um, it's kind of like trying to do football offense one on oh when it's played with 11 people and those practices really helped and uh, thus we didn't give them as many open shots which allowed them to shoot contested shots which made their percentages lower. Scott you guys have been so successful in in the NCAA tournament uh, and in tournaments overall. I don't want you to give away any secrets, but what, what's really a key or, or what is something you really uh, hang your hat on, you know, to explain that success you guys have had? Well, I mean, for, first and foremost, uh, again, you got to have great players. You got to have a, a, a great staff. Uh, and then after that, you have to you have to have a good culture. And what I mean by that is a lot of times when you're on the road, things can get loose and people can lose focus. They, they cannot be dialed in or locked in. And you want them to have fun, but when you're when you're about business, it's got to be about business. And uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, our job is to make sure we bring a team together. That the more you love a person, the more you'll fight for them. And I think our guys, uh, uh, like like all of us, we all have uh, our own arguments, and and every married couple can explain that. But uh, at the at the end of the day. Uh, if you, if you love the person next to you, you're going to fight harder for them. And usually when you spend more time with them, uh, the people that you, that you, that you love, you, you, you grow fonder of. And again, I think, uh, um, some people, by the time the game comes, they're ready to get out of the bubble. They might lose on purpose. You know? So, so I think it's, it's important. Uh, uh, that can't be, uh, understated either. You mentioned staff and the culture and the foundation of that that has been built years and years and years. Um, 
aside from your brother, there's a couple of coaches who were in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Baylor has a solid connection to three of the teams. Um, do you want to start with Grand Canyon? Number 15, your brother, uh, Bryce Drew, you got to see him. We got to see that moment where you guys passed each other in the hallway. Uh, that had to be special for you and your family. Well, I, and, and I think anyone that has a, a kids probably can relate when it's when it's not you and someone you really love. You watch their games. It's probably harder than your own games. And that's why double trouble for my dad, and mom. Uh, but uh, my brother is so pleased and happy for his staff to uh, win their first conference championship, their first conference tournament championship, and to see what what uh, they've been able to do in such a short period of time. And then uh, obviously any chance you get to see him, especially with COVID nowadays, it seems like people haven't been able to travel to see family, friends, and loved ones. So uh, it was great seeing him. And then uh, after that, uh, uh, you want me to just go on to Coach yeah. Mills or Coach Mack, or you want to ask? Let's go. And then, and then, and then, uh, and not only that, my brother's staff, I, I know very well, and I know some of their past staffs that are at uh, other schools that were able to visit with them. Um, but seeing uh, uh, Coach McCaslin, I mean, uh, um, I think our families enjoyed seeing each other outside the bubble too. The wives that basically did life together and, and uh, uh, the kids got raised together because uh, we were always at the office working in those early years, especially. And um, so uh, they got to spend time together. But uh, uh, Coach Mack leading North Texas to the first uh, tournament win. Uh, I don't think they won an NCAA NIT tournament game before. So uh, he's making history at North Texas and doing it uh, the right way. And so proud of him and his staff. And uh, um, obviously, if they could have won, then then we'd be bragging about them. And right up to the game, we could have bragged about each other. And then after that, the good news is one of us would have been the Elite Eight. Now, we would have preferred it have been us. And they would have preferred it have been them. But I was going to say at least one of the family members is in the Elite Eight. And then uh, uh, Coach Mills. Uh, I'll share a funny story. He came up to us in the beginning. He said, you know, our president, he, he said, I, I got you going to the elite eight. And, uh, and then he says, elite eight. And he says, well, yeah, then you play Baylor. And, uh, <laughs> so I, so, so I told him, uh, uh, you might need to talk to your president. He might need to revisit <laughs> that. Right. You know, cause <laughs> I mean, cause as coach Bill said before the tournament, if he's going to pick us the elite eight, he might as well pick us all the way. Right. You know, so. <laughs> So, so, but, but, but any, anyway, uh, leading them to their, uh, first sweet 16, maybe ever. I, I, I know their first win or tournament appearance. Yeah. Since 74, did they get to the sweet 16 in 74? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I mean that, that, that there's so much excitement with his school, especially, uh, a small Christian school that's really going to benefit from this exposure. And uh, they do such a great job uh, like Baylor does in uh, preparing uh, young people, not only academically and character wise and, and, and athletically, but most importantly, spiritually. At the end of the day, that's really all that matters. So uh, it's great that Oral Roberts is uh, uh, getting that kind of attention and uh, deservedly so. And seeing Sam Patterson in the hall and uh, passing him has been great as well. Yeah. I would like to um, announce that Oral Roberts, if they're listening, will be thrilled because they're now verified on Twitter. I know that was a big wow. deal. They were not verified. Now they're in the Sweet 16 and they were like, hello, wow. can we get So they're getting the credit they deserve. Um, but you mentioned Coach Mack. Uh, they did they did fall in the second round, uh, but to Villanova. So we're interested. Have you had a phone call with him? Have you <laughs> have you heard from yeah, him? Yeah. 
Well, and, and, that, and, and that's where I called Coach Mack to make sure he was doing okay. And the first thing he was doing was trying to help us prepare and beat Villanova. I said, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. Let's just make sure you're okay and yeah. the team's okay. So, uh, no, he, he definitely share any of his wisdom and knowledge. And uh, he, he'll be cheering hard for the Bears, I know. Well, that's great. Let's go back to ORU. They beat uh, Ohio State in the uh, first round. Their game was uh, about the same time as ours. And they put it up on the video board. When we had a timeout in our game, they put that Ohio State ORU game up on the video board. And then the fans booed when they took it down and we went back to play. But it was kind of – it was hard to focus, wasn't it, when uh, that game got put up on the video board and you knew Coach Mills and ORU was about to win a big game. Well, everyone knew but me because I'm facing the team. And all of a sudden, all the team is looking up. I turn around, all the coaches are looking up. Coach Tang's crying. I'm like, what's going on? What am I doing? Am I the only one? So, so I, everyone knew what was going on but me. That was great. I don't mind telling you, Pat and I, we teared up too because that is so meaningful, you know, for Coach Mills yeah. and Sam Patterson to to win that game. It was just terrific to watch. I mean, they're, they're family. They're at other schools now, but they're part of our family. No, no, no question. They, they helped build this program. And uh, the great thing is uh, they're carrying on uh, um, uh, building young men in other places now. So, so happy for what they're doing and how they're making uh, uh, young people uh, uh, prepared for life to be successful, as we say, champions for life. All right. So Villanova up next on Saturday, we're back in Hinkle Fieldhouse. That'll be great. 415 Central Time Saturday on CBS. Do I remember this right? Start of the season when things were kind of crumbling as far as the schedule, you were calling various coaches and trying to set some things up. And Jay Wright was one of those coaches, wasn't he? Yeah, actually, uh, we had talked about uh, uh, maybe Gonzaga, Villanova and Virginia, the top four seeded teams or ranked teams to do a, a, a pod to begin the year and everybody play. And then we ended up, uh, as you know, sticking to the Mohegan Sun, which that game got canceled. So anyway, uh, uh, Coach Wright, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job, obviously, at, at Villanova. And, uh, in the last four years, they've won two national championships, so two of the last four. So uh, to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And their program has unbelievable culture, uh, tremendous uh, talented players. And uh, one of the more uh, uh, last year, uh, a lot of the media said it was one of the best college games, if not the best college game last year when us two played. So uh, I know uh, uh, it's going to be a war and uh, definitely neither team's going to want to go home and neither team is going to beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them. That was a great game last year, the championship game, Myrtle Beach uh, Invitational. You beat them up and down the floor, high-scoring game. That was a great game last year. It, it, it really was. You had a lot of really talented players making a lot of talented uh, plays, and uh, it was one of those free-flowing games where uh, people that love offense really enjoyed it. Defensive coaches didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. uh, speaking of high-powered, uh, quick offense, they had 15 threes, uh, so their game was – uh, heavily beyond the arc against UNT. Um, you know, have you talked about that with the team at all? And does that affect y'all's defensive plan at all, knowing that that's kind of where they tend to produce the most? I like the you all, you know, since we've been in this bubble, I haven't heard enough you all. So, <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, definitely 15 for 30. That's what's the kicker. 
Uh, I mean, they, they, it's one thing to, to make 15. It's another thing to only shoot 30. I mean, eight different people, I believe made threes. So, uh, they were definitely on fire. And, uh, um, when you, when you, you can't leave their shooters open, uh, that's first and foremost, and you got to make it as difficult as possible. And then uh, the other thing is when you take long shots, there's long rebounds. So you got to do a good job blocking out, uh, because you don't want to give a great team two or three opportunities. And yes, we've definitely talked to our team, but the great thing is a lot of them watch the game and they'll see clips as we get into more and more film throughout the week. But uh, uh, if it, it, with Villanova, it's, you never have to worry about your guys being ready to play or focus. Well, we appreciate you visiting with us. Uh, miss being with you, miss sitting in on uh, chapel and scout and pregame with you guys, but uh, great to visit with you via Zoom and looking forward to Saturday and Good luck, and thanks for the visit today. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate all that you do. And uh, as you know, our chapel services are the best thing we do. So um, uh, I love those. Thank yeah. you. Well, good luck, and uh, we would like to see you, but stay there until, <laughs> until the end. We'll see you in April, okay? <laughs> Sounds weeks. great. Take care of J-Mo, all right? Two more weeks, Coach. Two right. more weeks. Thank you. Thanks to Coach Scott Drew, our guest on our Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast. Appreciate Coach Drew. Again, Baylor and Villanova. Baylor number one seed in the South region. Villanova number five. Saturday, 4.15, tip-off Central Time. It's on CBS. It's in Hinkle Fieldhouse there in Indianapolis. A win there. And we're back at Lucas Oil Stadium for an Elite Eight game coming up on Monday. Thanks to Coach Drew. For Brooke Bednarz, I'm John Morris. Thanks for tuning in to our special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast. There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Alan Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Alan Samuels Start Something New sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. You've been listening to a special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast. Be sure to subscribe and watch for more from Inside the Bubble with Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournaments. The Sikkim podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Baylor Athletics.